Do you feel stuck in your career or in your life? If so, it just might be time to reinvent yourself. Greg Anthony, are you ready? Let's go! Hey everybody, Ryan Roten here and this is the Brand New You Podcast, where we explore how to use personal branding and social media to impact your career. No need to look any further, you found the podcast dedicated to helping you create a brand new you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Brand New You Show. I'm Ryan, your host, and today we welcome to the show Dory Clark, President and Marketing Strategy Consultant at Clark Strategic Communications. Dory is an author and professional speaker, as well as a recognized branding expert by the Associated Press, Fortune, and Inc. magazines. She's a frequent contributor to the Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Entrepreneur, and even the World Economic Forum blog. Her first book, Reinventing You, Define Your Brand and Imagine Your Future, has been translated into Russian, Chinese, Arabic, French, Polish, and Thai. She's been named one of the 100 must-follow people on Twitter by Huffington Post, and recently she was just named to the Nifty 50 list of top women on Twitter. Inc. Magazine has called her one of the 100 great leadership speakers for your next conference, and she has been recognized in Forbes as one of 25 professional networking experts to watch in 2015. Dory, welcome to the show. Ryan, thanks for having me. No problem. And I, before we get started, I would be absolutely remiss if I did not say thank you to our mutual friend, Matthew Capala, who was a guest on the show in episode 10. And in that show, he actually said that he would introduce the two of us, and he did. And so thank you, Matthew, for that. Uh, and I, gr- I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. He is a stand-up guy. I Yeah, I am, I'm learning a whole lot of things from Matthew that has just kind of extended you know, way beyond what we talked about in our podcast interview. So he's, he is definitely somebody that if those listening today don't know Matthew, they should go check him out at searchdecoder.com. Definitely. So Dory, I always ask everybody the same question as we get started on the brand new you show. And so the first question I have for you is if you could vacation in only one place for the rest of your vacation days, where would you go? So this is this is not the most creative answer, Ryan, but the truthful answer is that I would probably keep going back to Paris because I, I think it has just about everything that you want in a vacation spot. Uh, I mean, uh, it may not be the best place to live forever, uh, given all of the, the complaints about its stagnant economy, <laughs> but it is a fantastic vacation spot. I mean, the, it's just the ultimate walking city. You can walk around everywhere. It's so beautiful. The food is delicious, and you can get cheap wonderful croissants and uh there's just history and art galore so uh so that's uh, that's the vacation place for me i think Okay, I'm officially going to have to add Paris to my bucket list now because you are the second person who has told me that they would love to go to Paris. So, it's it's officially going to be on my list. I love it. So now when you go to Paris, I I'm sure you're going to take a book with you to read. So what book are you currently reading or one that you want to read that you would take with you? Well, the book the book that I am reading as we speak uh, is is actually uh, c- you know kind of a pleasant departure for me. It is a business book which I typically do read, but uh, it's a it's a this engaging narrative. It's not so much of a how to book. 
It is called The Great Beanie Baby Bubble, <laughs> and it is, uh, <laughs> it is a book about the rise and fall of Beanie Babies in the 1990s, which you know, ultimately is kind of a microcosmic look at the macro phenomenon of what creates a bubble, what makes something go viral. Uh, so it's almost as though uh, you were looking at the, you know, like the tipping point, um, but fo- f- you know, an entire book-length case study of one example of it. And it's uh, a pretty interesting and entertaining story. Uh, I could imagine people were crazy about Beanie Babies. I remember that distinctly growing up. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on. We're going to go into a section that I call pick one and tell me why. So I'm going to give you a couple choices and you just let me know which one that you uh, prefer and, and give us the reason why. And so the first one is, would you rather go on a run by yourself or with General Stan McChrystal? <laughs> yes. So uh, so I definitely would say with General Stan McChrystal uh, because number one, uh, I, I don't like running at all. So I would, I would just never want to do it myself. <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> but but, uh, but yes, I, I recently did get to go on a run. Actually, technically, it was a walk with uh, with General Stan McChrystal. Uh, he has a consulting firm now, and uh, I was lucky enough to get to go down to D.C. for one of their retreats. Uh, General McChrystal uh, surely would have been uh, outpacing me, but he just had had knee surgery two days before and oh, wow. was, uh, I would probably be in bed, but in- instead his version of that is that instead of running that day, he led a brisk walk. <laughs> <laughs> Still two days after knee surgery. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Next, the next one is, would you rather attend the heroic public speaking conference or South by Southwest? Yeah, and and you do such good research, Ryan. You're you're killing me with the choices. Uh, I was I, in February. I was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale with uh, with our friend Michael Port, uh, who leads the heroic public speaking uh, workshops. I was uh, on a panel discussion that he uh, organized about the business of professional speaking, and uh, and then in March I did South by Southwest and actually gave the first official talk about my new book, Stand Out. Uh, so it is a, a real uh, toss-up. In both of those cases, I, I got to hang out with old friends, uh, have dinner with uh, you know terrific fellow authors. So I, 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 I can't even choose. It's too hard. <laughs> That's okay. I actually uh, just purchased Mr. Port's uh, heroic public speaking video series on Creative Live. I, I, I'm I'm not sure if you have you heard of Creative Live. It's an online have, learning I've, platform. I've done one. Have yes. you? And I'm so, see now so much for my creative research skills. I did not catch that, <laughs> but I can only imagine what the actual live event would be like uh, just based on the videos that I've that I've um, seen. You know, the kind of intro videos for his course on Creative Live. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, and he is a, a brilliant speaker for sure. Okay, great. Let's move on to the next one. Now, I, you're an entrepreneur, and you've been one for a while now, but if you had to go back to working uh, for a company, would you prefer to work for a nonprofit or a for-profit company? Well, you know, I have kind of a, kind of a future goal for myself. Uh, you know, I, I love what I'm doing now. 
I uh, really enjoy writing and speaking and teaching. Uh, and I'd like to, you know, my sort of ballpark, of course, these are all sort of iterative plans, but my, my ballpark goal is for about another 10 years, I'd like to continue doing that and just maxing it out, you know, getting as good as I can, building as much of a following as I can. But then, you know, in about 10 years or so, I can imagine that I might be interested in making some kind of a change. And if I did, the thing that I would most like to do is I'd like to be a university president. And, uh, so, you know, that would, that would, you know, not necessarily definitionally because there are for-profit universities, although honestly, a lot of them are charlatans. Uh, so, so largely, uh, it would, you know, the choice would be, uh, to run a nonprofit institution, but I'm very interested in how higher education is adapting to the new uh, digital marketplace. You know, MOOCs are really interesting. Online learning is really interesting. And the question is, what can a traditional college, uh, you know, what, what are the, the, the values that it has that it should preserve? And what are the things that it needs to change in order to, to stay current with the times? And so leading it through that period of transition, I think, could be quite interesting. I think it would be not only a, a very exciting job, but a very challenging and rewarding one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it'll be pretty cool. So now in, uh, I believe it was 2012, you wrote a post for the Harvard Business Review that was titled How to Reinvent Your Personal Brand, which you, you were able to use as a springboard for your book, Reinventing You. So at a really high level, what was the problem or pain point that you were looking to solve from your original post in the Harvard Business Review? Well, you know, the, the original idea, Ryan, behind it was that I, through most of my 20s, had, had to reinvent myself a number of times, uh, you, know, you know, largely not by preference. <laughs> I, uh, I had actually uh, started out wanting to have a career in academia as a professor and uh, I got my master's degree, but then I got turned down by all of the doctoral programs that I applied to. So I had to uh, come up with a new plan. So I did. I felt I felt pretty good. I felt pretty proud that I had a new plan. I was going to be a uh, a journalist. And so I got hired. I got a pretty cool job doing political journalism. And then about a year into my career, I got laid off. So I had to reinvent myself again. I worked uh, first as a press secretary on a gubernatorial campaign. And we lost. And then I got a job working as the press secretary on a uh, on a presidential campaign. I was actually the, the New Hampshire communications director for uh, for a presidential campaign. And then we lost. And so, you know, it was I, I had tried all these different things. They were all pretty, you know, pretty good gambits. They were pretty pretty good guesses about things that would be interesting to me, um, but none of them worked out. So I, I had to keep evolving and adapting, and so that really was the genesis of reinventing you. Was realizing that you know that's not uncommon these days. People have a lot of different careers. They have a lot of different jobs. It takes a while to figure out the place that you wanna you wanna you know, stick in your career. And sometimes, you know, you might, you might be somewhere even 10 or 15 or 20 years and then decide you want to change. And as a result of that, the, there wasn't a lot of guidance about how to do it well. So I wrote Reinventing You sort of, uh, you know, partially from my own experience, but also I had interviewed dozens of other professionals about their best practices and, uh, really tried to, to ascertain how do you do this right? What's the most effective way to make a transition? And so I captured that in the book and really tried to create a, a reinvention roadmap for other people to follow, to hopefully make it easier for them. 
Yeah, I, I I read the book um, twice, actually. It's an excellent book, and I highly recommend it to anybody who's listening who might feel that it, it's time for them to consider reinventing themselves. And so I'm wondering, how, how does somebody know? I mean, how, are there symptoms or things that they will begin to feel or notice you know, about their life or their profession that makes them think that, you know what, this might be the right time for re- to reinvent myself? Yeah, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, you know, I, I'll actually say that you should start with your gut on this because if you wake up in the morning and you really hate going to work, that's a pretty clear sign you need to reinvent yourself. Or if you, uh, you know, maybe maybe your your current position is is okay, but there's something else in your life that you're incredibly passionate about and that that gets your your blood pumping. Maybe that's the thing you need to begin evolving toward. Um, I think a lot of times people can overthink it when it comes to reinvention. It's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, I trained as a lawyer. I invested, you know, $100,000, $200,000 in becoming a lawyer. So clearly I have to stay a lawyer until I die. And, you know, that's maybe what your head says. Your head is thinking about the ROI. But, um, but if you are not happy doing it. I mean, you know, this, this doesn't, you know, this isn't sort of a simple, oh, just follow your bliss kind of message because, uh, you know, some things are going to be more successful than others and you have to, uh, you have to be strategic about what and when you're doing. But, um, that being said, it's a terrible way to live your life. If you are doing something that is not making you happy, or in fact, you know, is, is actually making you miserable. That, that is not worth any amount of sunk costs. Right. How important do you think is a 360 degree interview in the reinvention process? Well, you know, the reason that I start out reinventing you by, by talking about 360s and about sort of variations of them. And for folks who are not familiar with the concept, it's about getting feedback about yourself from, you know, from all angles, sort of, you know, the circular idea of, uh, of hearing from your, your boss, your coworkers, and your employees. Uh, oftentimes, they hire a, an executive coach to do this. The reason that this is useful is that most people really, you know, we, we all think we have a good idea of how we're perceived by other people. But for most of us, we actually have, you know, you might have a basic idea, but there are blind spots. There are always blind spots. And because they are blind spots, you don't even know they exist. That's really the the tough part. And so you need to know where you're starting now with your professional reputation and your, you know, your personal brand um, that can enable you to make the choices you need to get to the destination you're seeking. Can um, mentors help you understand uh, how to get to your destination, say, faster? For sure they can. Yes, I ha- actually have a whole chapter uh, in Reinventing You, as it sounds like you, uh, you probably read a couple of times, about mentorship and, uh, and you know, why that's important. And you know, mentors are useful because ideally, you know, we, we don't want to reinvent the wheel, right? I mean, almost any problem that you are going to have in your life, someone has had before and someone has probably solved before. And if there was a way to capture that, uh, that knowledge, that learning, uh, you could really speed up your processes. You could really become a lot more effective at what you do. But the, the, the trouble is that too many of us are passive when it comes to mentors. We all would like mentors, but we, you know, we often just sort of sit back and say, wow, I wish I had a mentor. I wish someone would pick me. 
And that's, that's not the road to success. You need to, to be a little bit more active. You need to, uh, to seek that out. And, you know, admittedly, there is a challenge because a lot of people have a, a classic view of what a mentor is. Um, you know, the, the classic view is it's someone who's just like you. Maybe they, they even have, you know, the sort of exact job or career tra- trajectory that you want to have. And they're 15 years older and they take some keen avuncular interest in you. And frankly, there's not that many of those people who you can find. But what is often overlooked is that the mentor doesn't have to look like that. Your mentors might actually surprise you. They could be your peers. They could be your, even your subordinates. As long as they have a piece of what you want to learn. They don't have to be the whole package. They could be one piece of it. Uh, if you can learn one thing from a bunch of different people, you can make yourself smarter and more effective. Let's say somebody's gone through the process. They understand where some of their weaknesses are, and they've kind of chosen, if you will, a destination that they'd like to go. And they have some mentors who are helping them out. Is it rather than just jump ship completely? Is it possible for them to test drive that path before they actually start moving full speed in a new direction? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think it is really important to note because part of what holds a lot of people back when it comes to reinvention is they, you know, they are frightened, I think justifiably so, by the idea that, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to quit my job. I'm going to lose all my income security and just plunge into this new thing. And I mean, you know, any sensible person would be scared by that. Um, but the truth is, it is not a black or white thing. You don't, reinvention does not mean inherently that you have to just jump off a cliff. Instead, what's a lot smarter is to begin to take small steps so that you can understand uh, what you actually are interested in, what you're actually good at, and, and sort of refine your path along the way. So I, you know, in Reinventing You, I, I lay out a lot of different strategies that people can use to do that. Uh, it could involve joining uh, a charity board so that you can volunteer to build certain steps uh, or certain skills. So you know, maybe you want to learn more about social media. Um, in, in the context of your job, it might be hard for you to do that. But if you are uh, involved in a professional association or a charitable group, and you say, hey, you know, I'll be in charge of our social media feed. You know, if you're volunteering, they're probably going to say yes. And it's, it's a way to safely learn and take some risks and gain the knowledge that you need. Uh, so, you know, volunteering is great. Uh, you know, doing some kind of a job shadowing that's, you know, for a day or two, that's something that a lot of people overlook as a possibility. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a company uh, called Pivot Planet that uh, that allows you to uh, to pay to to do this very sort of short term concentrated apprenticeship. So if you're interested in becoming you know freelance photographer, if you're interested in becoming a ship captain, I mean literally they have every field you can imagine, and you pay them, and they will match you with a mentor, and you can go for you know a couple of days or a week or, or however long. And literally just watch this person go about their business so that you can get a taste of what it's really like and see if it still appeals to you. Mm. Yeah. I I mean, experience is the best teacher, right? That would be a great way to learn more about something you think you might be interested in before you dive in full time. Exactly. So once somebody's chosen their destination and they've kind of closed some of their skills gaps and they've decided, you know, they're, they want to move forward, um, in in the direction they've chosen there, there's actually a, a Dr. Seuss quote that I love. Um, and it's very relevant to this discussion actually, which is today you are you 
that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. How can we take that quote and apply it to our unique selling proposition? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Seuss always knew how to boil it down. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, this, this really ties into the, the message of, of my new book, Stand Out, which is that it's really, it's no longer optional to, to stand out. It's something that. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Dory about her book, Reinventing You. At this point in our discussion, we transition away from Reinventing You to her new book, Stand Out how to find your breakthrough idea and build a following around it. At the time this podcast releases, Standout will not yet be available for purchase, which is why I decided to split our interview into two parts. The book, however, is available for pre-order. In preparation for our interview, Dory generously sent to me an advanced copy of the book, which I devoured, and believe me when I tell you, it is awesome. You will definitely want to move this book to the top of your reading list. Now, before I close out today's show, I want to let you listeners know a couple of things about the show. You may have noticed a change in the sound quality for my voice as the interview questions began, so let me explain. You see, I originally scheduled our interview to take place during my vacation when I thought I would be enjoying a staycation. However, at the last minute, we decided to head off to the warmer weather of Florida and take a break from the cold Indiana winter. So rather than reschedule the interview, I found and rented a private office at a co-working space near where I stayed. The private office unfortunately had concrete walls, which caused the sound to bounce and create the cave-like effects that you hear in this show. But that's not the worst of it. You see, as I usually do after our interview concluded and Skype shut down, I took care to back up the file and store it in multiple places. It's just that when I pulled the file back up to edit the show later, I discovered that the audio at the beginning was so bad that it was really unusable. And to say I felt horrible would be a gross understatement. I was mortified. Here was an interview with someone, somebody that I've followed and admired and learned from from afar for a while now. A hero of mine, really, if you recall Brendan Hufford's definition from show 18. And here I was holding the equivalent of a cassette tape with the first part of the tape hanging outside of the case. I felt like a failure. I had two options. I could apologize and not publish a show, or I could go back to Dory and ask for more of her time to re-record the beginning. This is a decision that's not unlike those that you'll have to make during your reinvention process. At some point during your journey, you will find yourself in a place where you need to make a choice. And what you ultimately choose will make all the difference on where you end up. Now, being one who believes that failure is actually just a new beginning, I sucked up my pride and I asked Dory for additional time. I felt really bad asking because I knew she was making preparations for her book tour and who was I to be asking her for more of her time. But I'm glad I did. Dory was completely understanding and very generously gave me a half an hour more of her time to re-record the beginning. And it's because of her abundance mindset that you have this show to listen to today. Dory, if you're listening, thank you very much. Not just for your time, although I'm personally very thankful for that, but for the wisdom that you've shared both in this podcast, on your website, and in your books. I know that there are people in this world who will change their path as a result of the example that you provide. Maybe even someone listening to this show today. And speaking of you listeners, if you haven't already read it, I highly recommend you head out to the bookstore, either online or off, and pick up a copy of Reinventing You today. 
You cannot go wrong with this book. It's very well written and thought out. And if you do the exercises that Dory provides, you'll be able to create a brand new you. Thank you again, Dory. And thanks to all the brand new you listeners. I greatly appreciate you putting me in your ears once a week and sharing some of your time with me. Next week on the show, I continue my discussion with Dory on her new book, Stand Out, How to Find Your Breakthrough Idea and Build a Following Around It. Head on out to your favorite online bookstore and pre-order this one today. I've read it already, and I'm telling you, you're going to love it. So until next time, I've been Ryan, and I'm out. Hey, folks, if you want to leverage your personal brand and become known in your field, you first need to become visible. To find out how visible you are, you need to take my 100% free online branding assessment. So head on over to RyanRoden.com, click the orange start button to learn how visible you are today.